This is the John Oakley Show podcast. With our panel topics worthy of discussion, Mike Van Solen, Adrian Batra, and Adam Grow. You know, it just surfaced earlier today, and I wanted to bring this up. Uh, it's something that uh, a lot of people might be split on. We'll see how you feel. Maxime Bernier is uh, now going to be involved in two of the televised debates because uh, the panel that's, I guess, coordinating all of this decided that, yeah, you, you know, he satisfies two of the three criteria, and therefore, uh, even though he's not an official party per se in the House of Commons, uh, the fact that he might be able to field a party, uh, they th- think that's enough of a green light. Is it appropriate, though, for him to be involved in these two televised debates if, if he doesn't actually have a party, Adrian? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we allow the leader of a party that wants to break up our country to be in these debates. So the leader of the Bloc Québécois yeah, is included the in these debates. Number of people to form a That's party. fine. Um, Maxime Bernier is uh, still a member of Parliament right. in Canada's Parliament building, so um, so so that's fine. But also. On the measure uh, that uh, David Johnson, the former governor general, put forward with respect to this, um, Elizabeth May, you many years ago, wouldn't have met it, True. right? She wasn't a sitting MP, mm-hmm. um, but we, but they ultimately allowed her. I understand that there are consternations and frustrations and anger about certain policies and things that Maxime Bernier has put forward. Well, let's debate them. Let's discuss them. He is fielding candidates in nearly all of the ridings across this country, which is certainly not something the NDP can say right now. Mm. Um, So it is on those measures. Yes, he should be on that stage with the other leaders. And I I think it's it's a worthwhile discussion. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I say no. I don't think he belongs there. I don't think he has proven yet that the People's Party is uh, is of interest to Canadians. I'm all for free speech and him going out and doing what he can to uh, uh, to rally support, try to win some seats. I'd like to see him win one election as the actual People Party's uh, leader, even in his own riding, and see if he gets anywhere else. I think it will overall be a distraction of the substantive issues that Canadians are looking to discuss and uh, make decisions on in this coming uh, election. And Adam? Well, uh, I'm more concerned about the moderator. Like, who's going to manage it to make sure it doesn't turn into a gong show, like Mm -hmm. Mike was saying? Like, is it going to be a distraction? Is it going to be. There's five. There's five moderators. Yeah. They wanted to have have somebody in the debate for each moderator, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Right. Is the prime minister showing up to this one? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. (laughs) No, the idea that I guess I don't know how unwieldy that's going to be because they're going to have to sort of make sure they're not talking when the other individual is asking a question or anything, which I don't anticipate is going to be the point. Uh, So each one will be designated a question for whomever. I don't know. They draw lots or uh, it's kind of a crazy setup that they needed five, first of all. What is that? Like, that's not even regional representation. It's all sort of central Canada, except for Donna Friesen from Global Out, out West. It's it's, it's going to be absurd. And what are the two criteria that he met to get him the invitation? Uh, what was it? He was in the House of Commons, I think. And, uh, and the feeling of the candidates across the country. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I could argue that he shouldn't be there. I just hope that it, it, it keeps us on track in terms of what we should be talking about, which is important to all Canadians. And I know that people probably said that years ago when the bloc was invited, too. Like, we should be talking about issues that, that are of national significance, that resonate with all Canadians. But if he's got people across the country that are prepared to run for the People's Party, and he's an MP... Let, let's Look, see what and he's happens. got he's got these opinions, and he's got um, candidates that, like, apparently all of the parties have problems with their candidates, as we know. But um, you know, I, I do think it's important to acknowledge the you know the the, the block being there. Um, 
is is sort of a, a bit of an in for for Maxime. But Mike makes an excellent point. Maxime is in trouble of even keeping his own riding at this point. Right, in the um, house. And so wouldn't that be interesting if he loses his riding and somewhere in this country, PPC member ekes it out by you know vote splitting on one side or the other. That will be an interesting thing to, to Instant watch. Instant leader, just add water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, exactly. well, yeah, unless Maxime continues on as a leader. It's kind of like when John Tory was a leader of the progressive conservatives in Ontario and <laughs> yeah. didn't actually have a seat. Okay, uh, yeah. on another thing, here's an interesting one because I'm kind of confused where uh you know a timeline uh might suggest that all is forgiven all forgotten uh now and you know it's the campaign season where the gotcha politics play out but there's a guy with uh who's running for the conservatives in brampton north arpan uh canna and when he was a student apparently he had i guess sent a message via social media that included the f word for gays and uh, now his liberal opponent, Ruby Sahota, is bringing it up that uh, this should disqualify him for these allegedly homophobic comments on Twitter. Adam, does it or is there, you know, we're going back nine or ten years here. Is there not a, a statute of limitations on things? I mean, you're from a comedy background. You know some of these people that have said things. Look, uh, Kevin Hart had to address that and lost the Oscars as a result. How far back do we take this where somebody is condemned in perpetuity? I don't think it's a time thing. I, I think it's a reasonable, use our human brains to kind of ascertain, uh, you know, what was said and what is the underlying meaning uh, behind what was said. So, you know, the, he's, he said the F word, and uh, I'll, 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 I'll frame it with what I can say, being uh, uh, of the Jewish persuasion, you know, a member of the tribe. There's a big difference between saying, uh, you know, hey, you know, don't Jew me down on the price, and saying, oh, well, um, Jews actually staged 9-11 and uh, used children's blood to make holy bread. Right. Which is a completely different statement made by other uh, people that uh, it's a big difference. So what he said was, I'm not dismissing the significance of, you know, it's not only about being in the day and age that you got to be careful with what you say about how you refer to somebody that's uh, homosexual, uh, but you, you, the underlying beliefs of what his values are aren't necessarily for me compromised by him using that language as a teenager. He apologized. He framed it and going like, I've grown up a, a lot since then. I understand that that's not how you refer to people of that persuasion. And it doesn't, to me, represent values of his against homosexuals versus Andrew Shear's comment, which people are bringing up from 2005 uh, with regards to same sex, uh, uh, his comment that people are making fun of and comics too about, you know, how many legs does a dog have? Does a tail count? That transmits to me a, a, a value or a perspective that they are lesser thans versus wait, wait just saying something. If you want something. to go down that road, then you open Pandora's box because you've got people like Barack Obama who was against gay marriage. You also had Ralph Goodale, who was pinned by his own voting record in the House of Commons. So you can't sort of start uh, splitting. Well, we're it. talking about what they say, right? You know, not necessarily how they vote against well, certain bills. Yeah, so okay, so now I don't know what Obama said when he was against gay marriage. So well, I'm speaking of basically school. what he said is I'm against it. Uh, <laughs> so you know, therefore, uh, would that not be considered in some lights to be homophobic? Because he's not endorsing something that gays at the time were I don't certainly think that pushing for. If you for. don't endorse a law or a bill, that necessarily means that you're homophobic or against a group. There might be other reasons okay, why so you're not you in favor. So if you say something in a flippant comment, doesn't necessarily mean you're against a group either, does it? That's right. With uh, uh, with Arpin's comment, with uh, Mr. Oh, okay. Kanan. Like, I don't think he is against 
homosexuals. I think it was an irresponsible comment, and he's apologized, and I think that uh, that, that was, a, in the context, that was fair. All right. Uh, Whereas in your, in your example, the liberal candidate who was the imam preached that about the Jewish people and the Jewish children um, that was made... The Gia, Gia in yeah. Quebec. Maybe that was, you know, part of his value system, I think. Which is a scarier Which is a more troubling And and the liberals knew about it and let it go until Until, it was rooted out. Absolutely. But I think more broadly, yes, people evolve, their perspectives change, and, you know, you can can have, um, you know, an evolution of your own thought and your own value system and your own belief. Um, the, The premise of all of this, though, is... The, there's going to be the liberals bringing up terrible conservative candidates. The conservatives are going to bring up terrible liberal candidates. And the same are going to happen. With, look at what we did with the, with the NDP candidates in the last provincial election. I mean, they were a hot mess, some of them. And so this is sort of the circle that we live in in the age of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be it's becoming increasingly more difficult to become a candidate. But it does speak to me that the party's um, vetting systems are still not ideal. There, there's still certain, certain thresholds. Well, or can't we speak somebody shouldn't be candidates. Well, no, but Sheer said he's apologized. Let's move on. And that's what Adam's saying. That's how I feel. It's like, geez, do we continue to uh, pound on somebody in perpetuity because they said something? Or no, I, I think in this instance, we do move on. Of course, but uh, it's case by case. But not for yeah, not for all. Not in. He's just generalizing. If they apologize, I'm ready to move on. I don't think that's the case. Mm-mm. I think well, you no, have I, to look I, at each in, each individual statement. Judge it on its merits. Okay. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.